Welcome. You are uh, listening to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. And my mission, as always, is to help uh, entrepreneurs make the differences they want to make in their businesses and navigate the often messy worlds of startup, growth, and relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep with our guest and uh, get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And our special guest today is Julie DeLuca Collins. And Julie is the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services and the host of a popular podcast herself called Casa de Confidence podcast. And she's a business and life strategist that does a lot of special things in the women business owner market. And I will let her explain that. So welcome to the show, Julie. Brian, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here. I love the concept of your show. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. So to get started, you've got a very extensive bio here. If you can give us a little bit of your backstory and and talk to us about uh, how you got to where you are today and, and what you do. You got it. You know, I um, had a 20 year plus career in corporate America. I worked with uh, small to medium sized companies and I helped them expand not only in setting up uh, areas in different businesses, business lines, but I also helped to expand and grow the companies. One of the companies that I worked for provided me with an incredible experience. They were entrepreneurs when they first started, but then they were a multi-million dollar company that was a national organization by the time I came to work for them. But they really believed in those entrepreneurial um, talents and gifts that, in, in, that you needed to have in order to grow. So they made sure that all of us in the executive team really uh, worked as uh, an entrepreneur as well and making sure that we had those values because that's what helped them grow and expand. Um, so it provided me with great experience. I had to learn marketing. I had to learn sales. I had to learn training. We all learned every bit of it and it provided me with great experience. I then went to work for another company that I was with for over 12 years, same industry. It was the education industry, um, but very differently. In that company, we really expanded outside of New York City and into several markets around the country. Um, and I leveraged some of the experience that I had. Um, unlike a lot of people who either work in the business development or operations, I had both of that experience, which has given me a really unique take on things. Um, I was laid off at the pandemic. And although I had a couple different directions that I could have gone and continued in my career. One of the things that really spoke to me is um, I've always had been an entrepreneur person myself. My first business was at 12 years old and I've always had something going on in the side. And I said, you know what? It's time. I'm going to go on my own and launch my own thing. Um, and the one thing that I knew that I wanted to do is help other women. Because for me, when it comes to building a business, expanding, a lot of that comes very easy and it's stuff that I learn. But many women would always um, approach me throughout my tenure in my organizations and say, oh, I wish I was as confident or I don't know how to do this. And, and I knew that if it's something that is easy and brings me joy and I can help others do what they want to do and achieve the freedom 
and grow in their confidence and growing a business and create a sustainable business, I wanted to support them in doing that. Uh, so now I launch Go Confidently Services, in which I help women entrepreneurs build and grow a business that they want in order to create the sustainability to get the income that provides them the freedom to live the life that they've imagined. That's that's interesting. It's uh, uh well, a couple of things there. First of all, I've I've got a past that involved coaching and consulting and stuff, and I always preferred working with entrepreneurial or what I call performance-based businesses rather than mm -hmm. the others because the spirit there is a whole lot different. For sure. But it's interesting as I'm doing this, I've talked to a number of people that have gotten into their current careers through a nudge in some way by a layoff, or they just mm -hmm. bumped into it by accident and found that they want to do. So you're Although your story is unique to you, there's mm -hmm. a lot of commonality in it and in, in how people get doing to what they do. So, Absolutely. And yeah. and I, I will tell you that for me, I had it in my brain. Oh, you know what? Maybe in five years, 10 years from now, I'll pursue, um, you know, doing that entrepreneur calling that I think I've had and going at it full time. And when I was laid off, I thought, well, no time like the present. Let's do it now. Yeah, yeah. It's all about getting started and uh, and fumbling through it till you figure out how to make it work. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's right. now that you're doing this, what do you like most about it? You know, one of the things that I like the most is definitely the freedom. And I think that this is what really calls a lot of people to be an entrepreneur is that you have the flexibility and freedom. But I will tell you that freedom for me doesn't mean that I can do whatever I want when I want. Yes, in some ways I can, but also the freedom to be able to um, create something that works for me. I am the one who designs my day, creates the ideal week, is able to then make the decisions as to what is important for my business, what needs to happen for my business, what are the priorities. And in knowing that and in doing that daily action that gets me moving in the right direction that I want for my business, it allows me to then have the freedom. I actually just got back from Florida. I was visiting my niece. She turned nine yeah, a couple of weeks ago. And the ability for me to be able to say, I'm going to go to Florida for a week and be able to spend time with her and just soak up the time, right? Because time is that limited commodity that we all have. That was an incredible experience. But that also came from making sure that, you know, my business was running, it's an autopilot, the things that need to be done are done. And also, of course, being able to uh, take a meeting here and there um, remotely, but that comes from strategic planning and being very clear as to what the priorities are for the business and setting those up in advance in order to continue to have it running. Good, good. So you got freedom from a personal perspective. And you've got freedom to work on your business rather than being stuck working in your business, although that's that, yeah. that's a requirement. And the freedom of doing what you do from any location, I guess, if you set it up correctly. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as someone that works with clients and, and uh, helps other women, um, I love the flexibility, right? I love the flexibility to be able to say, hey, these are the times in which I can work with you. These are the times that I've set aside. And... I am a world traveler. I enjoy traveling. That's one of my hobbies and I want to see the world. So this is going to allow me the opportunity to not only be able to support those goals and dreams financially, but also 
um, still do what I love, which is working with with individuals and in what I do um, from anywhere. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. So since you're helping uh, women entrepreneurs, what's the best piece of advice you've ever given one of your clients? One of the first piece of advice that I give everybody is understand what your values are. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs go into um, launching and growing a business because, you know, maybe they got laid off, like you said, right? Maybe um, something in them, they had an idea and it, it, they turned a hobby into something more sustainable. But ultimately, um, what gets you started is not necessarily what gets you going. So it's very important to be able to have a very good clarity on what your values are, because your values, for me um, in particular, your values is what drives you as a brand. Your values are what connects you again to how you help people. Your values is how you prioritize also your day, your time management, and how you're going to then um, make the offers for your business and create the products or services that you do. So that is one of the first things that I help my clients and kind of um, uncovering during some of our first first sessions is uncovering those values and the value system that they have, because I think everything else stems from that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great piece of advice because uh, your your values for yourself personally and your business and also your purpose, your reason for doing what you're doing, those are the things that keep you going during the down times, and there are always down times. So I think that's a a great mm -hmm. great piece of advice. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what your ideal client looks like, and then and how they find you. Oh, I love this conversation. You know. Um, and, and, and I will say the reason I love this conversation is because it is so important to be able to be very clear, right, on who your ideal client is. But I get so much pushback from individuals when you start to say, hey, you need an ideal client, you need to niche down. And I say to them, listen, my ideal client is a woman in midlife who is looking to start a business, who is unsure of how to do it and doesn't know what should come first, second or third and is uncertain on what uh, systems that they should use and how to price and how to run the day in and day out of the financials of a business. Um, a woman who is very bright, is very caring, but also struggles with prioritizing and being able to stay on task and doesn't know, has lofty goals, audacious goals, but and the everyday, uh, action may not necessarily be getting her closer to her goal. So that's my ideal person. The one who at the end of the day, it's like, oh my God, how did this day end? And I didn't get done what I needed to, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's my client. However, I also work some very cool dudes. Um, but the reason I have that ideal client is because when we are marketing, when we are doing the outreach to our potential clients, we want to make sure that we're very clear in speaking their language, um, which leads me to how people find me. Well, when I first started, people found me because I happen to be, I'm a social person. I am a very connected person. I haven't met anyone I don't like, and I tend to really love networking. I volunteer a lot in my community. So when I decided to put my shingle outside my door, um, I told people, I said, hey, 
I'm starting this new thing. <laughs> and if you know someone that needs me, please tell them. And I started to just talk to people about what I was doing and never underestimate the power of connection and collaboration. People that I've collaborated with in the past, maybe they were they were business owners or attorneys or realtors, and they were not necessarily looking for a business and life coach, but they were they were aware of what I was doing and they were helping me make the introductions or creating or when they had conversations. And again, I started my business during the pandemic. So it's not like I was going out to have coffee with people. I was sitting home and then I decided to really leverage what was happening as far as people connecting online. Um, I never intended to start my podcast as an avenue for people to find me for business. I wanted to start my podcast because I wanted to normalize that in the journey to success and confidence, there's always um, a hero story that also involves failure. And I wanted other people to see that from the outside, we may see this wonderful, great story, but then there's been some um, really hard work, some really tenacious attitude. Um, so the podcast began because also I wanted to talk to people and the more that I continued to just connect with others and share and allow them and give them the platform to share their story to confidence and their story to do what they are doing, um, that began to put me in other stages. In my previous life, I was also a, a public speaker and I continue to be a public speaker, but I do so now more for my brand rather than the organizations that I worked with. And that's how, how clients find me. Of course, I love social media. Again, I'm a social person. So I have created, and this is um, something in which some entrepreneurs tend to either embrace or be afraid of. And the most important thing to know in your business is that we live in the 21st century. You have to be able to be adaptable to what's out there. Um, you know, even in the internet, we're moving from web two, which is, Facebook and all of these platforms into web three, which is going to be a complete different experience. So um, don't dive first, head first into everything, but really be adaptable. And, and I use a lot of social media also to create attraction um, because attraction in your business is important. When you're marketing yourself, you're going to have the attraction phase. This may be when you're sending a mailer or when you are out at a networking event and you're telling people, hey, this is what I do. You're attracting them. But then there's other components when it comes to marketing. And that's the other piece. I also engage and nurture with my customers. Um, when I meet someone, I will continue to collaborate or maybe make an introduction or, you know, send them an article that I think that may be of value. And I think that that's an important thing that you can do in building your reputation and also allowing your name to be out there. Right. Uh, that's good. Well, I've always been a big fan of networking. Personal interaction has a, has a huge impact, but <laughs> you've mentioned a number of things. You're a speaker and you have a podcast and you're an author. Is, is that? That's correct. I, I and, and listen, the book also came about in a very roundabout way. I always said I was going to write a book. And I think that uh, originally my plan was to really write the book about my grandparents. And I had someone approach me at the beginning of the pandemic and said, oh, I heard, you, you know, you're a writer. And we started to talk and um when I said, yeah, I'm writing a book about, well, I wrote a book about my grandparents and they said, well, that's great, but that's not your first book. 
like, what? What do you mean? This is not my first book. And they said, no, you really should write a book about your experience and, and about what you do uh, to let people your know your voice. And uh, the book is called Confident You, Simple Habits to Live the Life You Have Imagined. And for me, you know, I, I am not perfect by far, but some of the habits that have helped me through my life. And again, in that journey, people and women in particular would say, I wish I was as confident as you. And you don't always feel 100% confident. And when I don't, what really does carry me forward are the habits that I've been able to acquire and set up in my life. And those habits are things that I learned from people that were very influential in my life, mostly women. Uh, and all of them are people that I highlight in my book. And I talk about what I learned from them, how it impacted me in my life and helped me in my journey, whether it be my professional career or now in my entrepreneur journey. And I also have defined and designed a way for people to take those lessons and journal them and work and in incorporating them into their own life. Well, great. So you wrote your first book second, but it, <laughs> <laughs> yes. it worked out well. So you, through your, your speaking and your podcasting and your book and all your social mm -hmm. media activity and getting out there and networking and helping out uh, worthwhile causes in your area, are, are you uh, attracting all the folks that you want to your business? Um, you know, absolutely. I think that um, some of my speaking engagements have come in again from the relationship that I foster in the community. I, You mentioned I do volunteer a lot in the area. Uh, volunteering, serving is actually one of my core values. It's something that I've always felt strongly about. And throughout my life, it, it was ingrained in me that, you know, to those much given much is expected. And I enjoy being out and in, in, in sharing of, of whatever I have with others. Um, so some of the, my clients for speaking engagements and for trainings have come about because of the relationships that I have through some of the nonprofit organizations that I, I belong to in the community. Um, and that's really how I've been able to continue to build that brand and allow um, myself to be in front of the people that may need to partner with me and can we can collaborate. That's great. That's I, I have always been a big fan and have preached to the folks that I've worked with that the best thing you can do for yourself or your business is build a positive conversation about you and or your business in the community. So anything that you can do to get people saying good things about who you are and what you do, the better off you're going to be. So oh, absolutely. Uh, it creates a credibility, Brian. Yeah. So uh, over the next 12 months, if I may ask, do you have specific revenue goals that you'd like to achieve? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. Um, as an entrepreneur, and this is something that, again, working with my clients, we really take a look at. One of the things that I do twice a year is um, I host a CEO retreat for my clients because I want even the woman who is just starting out, I want them to know that they are the CEO of their life and business. And if you're not running your business as a business and you're not tracking or creating goals when it comes to revenue, for instance, then you're running a hobby. So it's very important to be able to do that. And for myself, uh, this is a practice that I began. And I think that when I started my business, I was all over the place for as much as I have good experience and a lot of different things that help run a successful business. I wasn't using that 
And it wasn't until I said, oh, Julie, um, hello, if you were running a business for somebody else, what would you be doing? And then when I started to do that, things started to turn around for me. And I realized that setting very specific goals, uh, smart goals, mind you, are, are is very key. So the first thing that I did um, in creating a revenue goal for myself is I took a I took a look at what is it that I need to earn personally. And then I started to create a list to have a beach house. Would it be nice to have that extra disposable income? <clears throat> and from that, I, I started to create the revenue goals. And then those revenue goals are then broken into quarterly goals. For people on my website, you can always go in and you can download my quarterly planning sheet. But that helps you because a track number grows and you also are on target for it. But it's very important to know that, you know, if you're creating some revenue goals, which I've done for myself, and, you know, again, my I'd like to be at a quarter million dollars for my business. Okay. Uh, I'm not quite there yet, <laughs> but I do know that in, in, in tracking my goal, I am not just tracking the dollars, but I'm tracking the activity. And based on my revenue goals, I create the plan of my activities on a weekly basis so that my calendar reflects the activity that leads to that. Because I can control what meetings I have in the book, what potential clients or proposals I send out. I cannot control the people that call me. I cannot control if people are going to say yes. So it's very important to keep moving in the direction of your goals, your financial goals, but it, keep moving towards them with understanding that it is your daily action that gets you the traction you want. Right. Oh, daily action that gets you the traction. You did. Yes, a little, I have. Uh, I have that on a t-shirt for you. I like that. You should offer <laughs> stickers and everything else. So I do. Yeah. So <laughs> it, 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 in a, achieving your goal of a quarter million annually, what what would that mean to your business and to you for that matter? Well, you know, for for there's major investments that we've done personally to start the business. Uh, we didn't uh, have a, a rich uncle that gave us money to start the business. And uh, that's definitely, you know, being able to pay ourselves back for that is one of the first things that uh, is on top of the agenda. Of course, um, for me, you know, taking a hit with losing my corporate job, um, one of the hardest part uh, on a personal level has been that um, I had to scale back my my support for organizations monetarily and the the, the charities and community organizations that I support um, I had to scale back on that I mean I, I didn't stop necessarily contributing but um, that quarter of a million dollars it's also going to go back to giving my money to the organizations that make a difference in the community um, I am a big proponent of educational programs, uh, educate programs that support women in the community. Um, also of course the arts. Uh, so I want to be able to go back and of course my church, those are the things that I want to be able to contribute. There is a beach house that is actually on my vision board, but again, it may be a a condo and of course being able to travel as much as possible and, and have the security to contribute to uh, our later years, right? Uh, we're not getting young. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say that I'm growing welderly, but um, <laughs> every day, you know, something creaks a little more. So we have to make sure that we continue to save. And again, um, 
I want to be in a position, I don't have any children, I have nieces and nephews, but I want to be in a position in which um, I may be able to support them. And if they want something and they need something, I, I am the aunt that they can count on for that. So that's what that means to me. The revenue um, definitely creates a lifestyle, but that lifestyle of entrepreneurship, yes, it means that I don't have to grind every day, right? Then in the normal way that a nine to five makes you grind, but I do intentionally have to show up because that means that freedom to say yes to the things that matter to me. Yeah, that's excellent. It's you got a purpose that keeps driving you for for your businesses as well as your life. So that's wonderful. So do you see any major roadblocks in the way that would prevent you from from achieving that goal? I think that the major road, roadblocks for any entrepreneur, and, and I have to tell you that this is something that I've really, I've been working for myself, um, but the major roadblock when it comes to achieving any type of um, um, financial goal, really sometimes it, the bottom line is us as individuals. We really sabotage ourselves in so many different ways. Um, and this is one of the reasons why some of the internal work for me, um, I can, and, and again, I, I say this to my clients as well. I can teach them all of the tips and tools. Use this to do your email. This is how you market. This is how you plan out your strategic plan or your finances. Sure, I can teach you that. But if you don't know, do the internal mindset work. And all of us have this internal sabotaging behavior that we have. Um, and one of the things that I've done in addition, and I have, I have several certifications as a coach. I am a cognitive behavioral techniques coach, holistic, uh, and all of these have been not to make me a better coach, but have been to make me a better person. I have pursued them specifically for selfish reasons. Um, the latest certification that I just, um, and the pro I just got the yellow, uh, belt of sorts, and I'm now I'm going for the full-fledged certification, is on mental fitness. And that mental fitness is to learn how to be able to stop sabotaging um, and be able to create the space to be more productive, be at peak performance, and be able to manage no matter whatever may come our way. Because as entrepreneurs, there's a lot of things that um, don't go our way. And we have to be able to have the mindset of, okay, how do I manage that? How do I navigate these waters um, as opposed to woe is me? I think that as entrepreneurs as well, we tend to, again, like I said, with the podcast, we tend to look at somebody else and say, oh my gosh, that person is rolling in it and they don't struggle at all. Look how great they are. Um, and we have that comparison um, <clears throat> disease, right? We compare and despair. We, we don't really know what somebody else is going through, what they're doing. What we can control is how we are showing up and really staying in our lane. And those are the things that really um, I'm working toward and, and really making sure that um, I get it together and then I can lead others by example in that way. Good. So it's uh, people basically becoming their own ally rather than their own enemy. Absolutely. And I think that, again, you know, when... When we know the tendencies that we have for sabotaging ourselves, then it is easier to um, say, oh, wow, there I go again. I, I am a person, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram. I'm, I'm an Enneagram 7, or if you want to talk DISC, I am a DI, high dominant, high um, influencer or a very people person. So as that uh, I in the, in, in the DISC personality profile, I could be, oh, 
shiny, let me go over there, right? Um, so I have to know how to rein myself in. And this is why I very specifically create a calendar that works for me. I separate my days into different activities so that um, if there's something that happens that throws me off, I can come back and I know exactly where I need to be to keep going. Good, good. Things to keep you on track. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're getting toward the end here. Do you have any final thoughts for our audience? Uh, anything you want to say about your business? You know, one of the biggest things that I have for the audience is that you started for a reason. You have so many uh, things that led you to begin to in this entrepreneur journey. And um, like your the name of your show, we all evolve and it's okay to evolve. And as you're evolving and have this evolution um, and reiteration, it's okay to to decide, hey, I started and I wanted to be a, a, um, XYZ uh, and maybe you've gone in another direction. It's okay to do that as long as you remember, you know, that value system that you have and what's important to you and where do you want to be. One of the concepts that drives me a lot is the concept of the future self. And for me, um, I am a girl that shows up every day. I'm not a girl, but you know what I mean. Uh, And I remind myself, hey, Julie, um, who is the Julie tomorrow going to want to be? What did it take for her to get there? And I think that in your entrepreneur journey is very important for you to also think of, you know, is what I am working on today going to matter? Because I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, oh, you know what? I'm going to go update my website. Is a website helpful? Sure. I'm not going to say it's not. However, you meeting with someone for coffee and telling them about what you do and what your business is, is a lot more helpful. Uh, what moves the needle forward? That's something that you have to keep in mind. Make sure that you're always creating the type of activity because all of us, we have a propensity to be consumers of information. We live in a world in which consumption is so easy. But when you're consuming this type of information, some of the things that begin to happen is we're not taking action in what we're learning. And when you're not in action, you're stopped. And that's going to, you know, and, and again, what is on your calendar has a direct correlation to what's on your bank account. (laughs) Very good. Excellent advice. I think that's perfect to you to end the episode with. You've you've been an excellent guest, Julie. I've enjoyed uh, talking with you and learning about uh, your journey and and what you're doing for the entrepreneurs that you work with. And uh, I wish you all the best in achieving that goal you've set for yourself and do all the things that will result uh, once you achieve that result. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you again for having a podcast in which entrepreneurs can tune in and really be able to um, hear the type of encouraging words and experiences that help them navigate uh, the waters of being an entrepreneur. Thank you.